move over, mother. Cause I'm going faster, faster than you. Hello, and welcome to the award-winning podcast, The Academy Academy. The show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actress' esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson. And I'm Patrick Grimia. No, no poem today. No poem. no poem today. Yeah, you've you you used all your poem energy. Yeah. Last week, <laughs> um, my, my poem crystal is depleted. <laughs> you know, um, Patrick. Uh, I I think what, the word that comes to mind when people think of our podcast is provocative. Wouldn't yes. you agree? Yes. <laughs> trenchant. Trenchant. Tren- you know, people are like, is it? Is it? The Academy Academy or Red Scare? Are those the most, co- what's the more controversial of the podcasts? Mm. Um, but here's the thing is I'm going to say maybe the most provocative statement one could imagine. Oh, what the hell? I have a favorite guest. What in the hell? I know. Like, look out. All of our other guests are like, Graham High has just knocked on the door ready to kick the shit out of me. He's like, I thought I was your favorite guest. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Muscatel is <laughs> clawing at me right now. Simply he already, clawing. He already threatened to beat us up and called us cowards on Facebook.com the other day. Yeah, sure, so. for not including him in the in the uh, uh, Demolition Man recording. But maybe yeah, we'll see. that's true. Maybe we'll see. Who knows? But I have to say, today's guest is my favorite guest it is the great the super funny the oh, awesome yeah. comedian awesome person mm. awesome mom jen saunderson is back on the show at long last beow, 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 beow. welcome to the show jen air horns air horns hey, hey this oh. means you have to do the dishes <laughs> uh, i thought i got out of it <laughs> oh man uh, this is not an excuse for a Valentine's card. <laughs> looks like Don ain't the freaking king of queens. No, no. <laughs> yeah. ain't, a, ain't the freaking, he's the jack of hearts at best. Oh, I saw it. We saw an episode of King of Queens over Christmas oh, at Jen's Blart. mom's house. It was like the first, <laughs> first one Blart. I'd seen. He's the jack of blarts. <laughs> jack of blarts. <laughs> That sounds like a uh, like a Bob Dylan song, the Jack of Blarts. It's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. That's good to me. But yeah, no, I, I think I, I think I do a little bit better than the King of Queens. I'm uh, not going. I'm not buying cars on my lunch break when we're you know have house repairs to make. Does he do like, that in that show? Would, that was the one episode I saw over Christmas while Jen was getting ready at her mom's house. I was hanging out with her mom and her mom's husband. We watched an old episode of King of Queens, and I learned a lot about Kevin and. His, his infinitely patient wife, like <laughs> stunningly patient wife. <laughs> this, this wreck of a man, this horrid, this horrid creature. She maybe she like uh, maybe there's like an episode where you find out she was like cursed by like a wizard or something. I, I, I felt like Jen did because I remember when we watched Major League. A few weeks ago, Jen was like literally yelling at the TV, get away from him, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> that movie does not age well. I felt the same about the King of Queens. It, just like, it was a different time. I'm like, it's already, we were alive. <laughs> this is not like, you're not watching like you were saying Humphrey Bogart and it's like, oh yeah, it's the 40s. Like, dude, that's the 80s. No, I know. <laughs> But it's about a team, a ragtag team getting together. and it's about a ragtag team that doesn't know how to check their boy and be like, hey, 
Stay away from her, Jake. You can <laughs> move on, Jake. Maybe check out other women that you haven't wrecked their lives, you psycho. I mean, it would be kind of sick if, like, halfway through the movie, like, Serrano and uh, Chelsea Ross, like, came up. Or was it Harris? Is that his character? Harris and yeah. Serrano and Willie had, Mays Hayes. They just everybody. had an intervention. We're like, dog, you gotta, you gotta treat woman better you're not doing like <laughs> like 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 oh like dude you gotta this ain't like i may you know sneeze on my baseball and cheat but i'm not that low of a man i, I might yeah. be the wild thing and have gone to jail for rob for stealing a car but how dare you jake how yeah, dare you're you treating her like she's like some sort of 1980s video game like she's king cooper like if i get her i win the everything she, like, she's oh, about I'm to get she's about to yourself. get a perf- She's about to get a promotion at the library store. Yeah. You may <laughs> library store? Do you mean Barnes and Noble? <laughs> Sir, you may think you're Mario in this scenario, but in fact, you're Wario. <laughs> ah, oh! Greedy, and you love garlic too much, sir. Oh, that's a shirt. <laughs> You've been Wario this whole time. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, we're going to get another opportunity. Major League, of course, uh, moved on mm-hmm. to the second round oh, last week. And, you know, I got to I gotta say, though, um, barely in it. I had a stupid, my vote was stupid, though. I think that uh, upon retrospect is like he played it real straight in the fan. He should have known what movie he was in and recognized the chaos around him and played along a little bit more. Whereas he's a team player on Major League. You know, yeah. I'm with you there, and I think like yeah, because especially after watching these two movies, seeing like Wesley Snipes being so like entertaining, like it looks like he's genuinely enjoying himself in both films, and you just don't get it. I felt like I just didn't get as much of that in the fan. He felt very stoic and like pent pent up. There weren't as many a, like a little uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Never, bit. never found, never found uh, Bobby Rayburn. But heck, you know what? We're not going to find him again either because he lost last week. We're, we're, we're sticking with Willie Mays Hayes, but we're moving on. Um, we got two very, very fun ones this week. Um, yeah, I say, mine. yeah, two of Jen's all-time favorites. Uh, not a French lieutenant's woman in the bunch, I would say, entertainment-wise. <laughs> <laughs> Out of Africa, get, no way. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> bad it's not that those movies are bad but it's just these are these not that they are good either these movies are 115 minutes of fun yeah each each of them you know and frankly even last week's about 115 minutes worth of fun oh oh totally yeah like i'm never bored watching any of these films i will there's never a moment where i'm like man this feels like homework yeah, the, yeah, there's no homework this season. Wesley Snipes is like, no, no, sir. They're like, how many movies can I make about action-packed movies that are set in air travel? This Multiple, is, apparently. This, this is skateboard school. Yeah, yo, yeah. Where everyone, instead of books, it's pizza. Um, do you hear the Ramones? Because I think this is rock and roll high school. This is a fun time. Alan or Kush! <laughs> Get crazy. <laughs> what are you doing here, sir? I, oh, I'd lo- I would like to have him on the show. He'd be a really fun guest. He's a neat guy. Oh, yeah. But uh, so this week, we have 1995's Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. And we have 2019's Dolomite Is My Name. Two um, super fun ones. I mean, Dolomite Is My Name since 2019 has been in our rotation at least once a year. 
yeah we take a we watch this is a once a year movie for us and Tu Wong Fu I hadn't seen probably since 1995 so it felt like a almost a brand new movie to me uh I want to get into both these but first off I mean we gotta know I mean the audience they're knocking at the door like we're in Night of Living Dead or something um Jen what's your snipe <laughs> saga <laughs> <laughs> What's that word again? What is it? Snipe saga. Yeah. Okay. That just sounds I, like something that it just sounds something akin to like Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> you have to collect all the snipe orbs. Orbs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, you know, they're. The snorps. Ha- Harry, the, the last part of this potion. It's a DVD of Demolition Man. That is actually the first time I saw Wesley Snipes as a child was the trailers to Demolition Man. And I just remember his bright, blonde, bleached hair and be like, wait, we can, people can, hair dye is real? Like, (laughs) (laughs) outside of cartoons and whatnot, like, I didn't think you could dye your hair whatever the hell you wanted. It's like, wait, what? Oh cool man <laughs> new world has been opened yeah new world has much. been opened yeah i've but... only dyed my hair once and it was uh, for a halloween costume where uh, my friend jason was timon and i was pumba <laughs> and that, no that makes... follow-up questions <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, i was like oh there's a story here it's like okay he uh he told the story. Yeah. Nice and, con- nice and concise. Uh, Good job. Patrick's uh, baby shoes never worn story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dyed my hair once, Timon and Pumbaa. End of story. You know the rest. To fill in the blanks. Uh, Paul I, would also, I would also say uh, the one of the films that we saw this week to Wong Fu was like a really big, like I freaking love this film growing up. And I just thought it was the most fun. It was at the time too. There wasn't a lot of representation besides like Priscilla queen of the desert, which, Oh, I don't know. Maybe a rip off. Like, <laughs> this, like, I don't know which one came first, but like Priscilla, came, for, Priscilla came first. Oh, well, I'm not so, surprised. Yeah, this this one was accused a bit of a being a ripoff of Priscilla. Yeah, I, I still enjoy this one better than Priscilla. <laughs> I think it's just because Wesley Snipes, there's a part of him on the bed where he, the like one of the opening scenes where he puts on the, um, the hosiery, which you don't see a lot of people putting on hosiery anymore, but puts on the hosiery. <laughs> And does this kick at the end of the bed? It's like the ultimate, I am in my zone. I am who I want to be moment. And just every time I see it, it's like a gift that plays in my head regularly. Like, yes, I want to be that happy all the time. It's like self-assured. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a real confidence in both him and Swayze. Right, yeah, and I and movie. I just wanted to mention that I'll most likely be referring to Wesley as he throughout this, even though uh, Wesley is playing a woman and might have female pronouns, but it's still the, the actor does not identify mm-hmm. as that, so I'll be using. I yeah. think that's a, that's a smart way to go. I think that's the right like go by the actors. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Um, and then, I think and we'll it, be referring to the actors mostly rather than you the know performer, the, the, the characters. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Um, you know, what? Noxima Jackson is wonderful. Yeah. I yeah. mean, all, I mean, A plus character names. They're like the three cool friends. They're great. <laughs> I want to hang out with the three cool friends. Uh, I will say my one uh, cinema, uh, the one uh, Australia connection that's interesting about this movie, because uh, there's not like, I don't think there's, you know, maybe it copped a little bit from Priscilla, but uh, the cinematographer, I just looked, I looked this up because I really like the cinematography of Duong Fu. And it's a guy named Steve Mason. And he was the cinematographer for Baz Luhrmann's Strictly Ballroom. Oh, and then he yeah. went and then he went on to do basketball. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> three most totally different films. I want I want a DVD with all three of these movies, the Steve Mason collection. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> of like strictly ballroom to Wong Fu basketball. You just made uh, <laughs> Steve Mason's mom's day. <laughs> like finally, my son gets a DVD collection. <laughs> finally, I can die now. Oh, <laughs> I can go to heaven. <laughs> Australian heaven. <laughs> Oh my it's goodness! Ah, <laughs> uh, nah, she won't die. She'll live forever. Yep, yep. But um, but yeah, I think um, why don't we just get into Tu Wong Fu then? It sounds like we want to talk about this one right off the bat. 1995's Tu Wong Fu, directed by Biban Kidron. Biban, 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 Biban. Released 1995. Uh, made 47.8 million at the what box the office. Does not say. On here, uh, we weren't not... doing a fifty billion dollar, fifty no, million um, dollars. <laughs> number one at the box office, though, uh, for its first wow. two weeks in the theater, uh, mm. currently holds a forty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. Those people are wrong. I have never heard people more wrong. <laughs> this is such the a beloved consensus, film. and I feel it is kind of a retrospective consensus rather than a in the moment consensus sentence to Wong Fu thanks for everything Julian Umar seeks to celebrate individuality but is too timid and predictable to achieve its admittedly noble aims uh predictable now because Rotten Tomatoes is like <laughs> 25 or whatnot years old or sorry this movie has been over 25 years old when Rotten Tomatoes came out yeah so you're looking at it through the lens of almost a generation later. Yeah, it's going to be predictable because people have ripped off this film. And it's going to be predictable because other movies have existed and there's plots and formats and ways that we compare things. So and in terms I don't think of, that's fair. And in terms of the timidity, um, you know, in 2021, there are many other shows or movies that can kind of give the full spectrum of an yeah. experience in in 95 uh, admittedly it's tiptoeing into a pond that you know mainstream audiences you know weren't as familiar with but it's still it is it has noble aims like it said I mean, it's like you know and it's not and it isn't cringy in kind of how it is displaying these characters right it could have gone down have. a very cringy road because this was also around the time of like the crying game and yeah there's a lot of ways they could have gone but every one in this film is shown respect and they're elevated in a way that yeah. helps with representation at that time that just did not exists like it does now mm -hmm. um it's 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 very frustrating because you'll see like at the beginning you see rupaul a young rupaul being 
like lowered into the onto the stage wearing a confederate flag dress by the way so the times they're different yeah, times are different. rachel rachel tensions is the name of rupaul's which is like this, this funny. Good. that is pretty funny that is funny it's also insane that is like an insane watching that like it's like you watch it and you're like man we're witnessing something that will never happen ever again ever yeah, yeah. And I, I think um i like i kind of like Ebert's like summing it up sentence, which was, what is amazing is how the movie manages to be funny and amusing while tiptoeing around A, sex, B, controversy, C, any originality in the plot was his <laughs> sentence. And, but the thing about it is, my, it actually, both this and our next movie and going back to Major League. Why? Because they're satisfying. They give you exactly what you <laughs> they're want. They're satisfying to... Major League is satisfying to a very specific audience. Even it's satisfying. Then, people want to like, see a big a young girl. I was like, am I supposed to let men just walk all over? Okay, me? You're, I'm thinking about the big game. I'm not thinking about the love story subplot. Um, I will only think of that yeah, shit ass love story. <laughs> yeah, the love story is not successful in that movie, but the baseball stuff is incredibly it's successful. <laughs> it's about the love, Don. <laughs> no, it's about the team. Uh, you picked it and Wesley Snipes is barely in that shit he does the splits and then he walks off uh, <laughs> you're like Nick put it in the tournament about Wesley Snipes because it's a big film he's in god uh, I don't I agree with both of you I'm sorry <laughs> Patrick is uh, Patrick is literally turned into the country Switzerland on our zoom screen <laughs> Watch it. It's like it's like watching Animaniacs and being like, "Oh yeah, the Hello Nurse was really cool. Don't worry about it. This this is a tournament about the the professor or the scientist in oh. Animaniacs. He's not even a big like. He's not even the main focus. Willie, Willie Mays Hayes is a key member of the Cleveland baseball team. He's not the key foe. He is not the lead. No. I can't but, tell you what his motivation is. I cannot uh, tell to, you. To be really fast and make the baseball team. That's it? Isn't yeah. that everyone's? Yeah, it, <laughs> literally. It? That's why it's I a mean, team. It's he, a wants team. To be on the, he wants to win. Yeah, he it, wants to win. It's everyone's objective. Yeah. That's <laughs> a right. good. Okay, we got it. We gotta. We're not doing that one this week. We'll talk <laughs> if, if, although if Major League makes the finals and we have Jen back for her final vote. Things well, could you get, know what I'm not voting get, for. Things I'm could not get pretty spicy. Look at Wesley Snipes can do the splits. That's everything Wesley Snipes can do. He's Lie. funny. He's fast. He gets that great moment where, shit, I've been cut already. That's <laughs> very funny. Um, That's the scene. Anyway. He summed up the scene in a shorter amount of time than I scrolled through a TikTok. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Swayze, Swayze and Leguizamo were nominated for the Gigi's in really? 1996, Swayze for Best Actor in a Musical, uh, Motion Picture Comedy, or uh, and Supporting Actor for uh, John Leguizamo. The film, of course, stars, in addition to Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, John Leguizamo, Stockard Channing, Blythe Danner, Arliss Howard, Jason London, and this is the London who is Randall Pink Floyd, 
not right. his twin brother who's in Mallrats. <laughs> Easy to um, what a very confusing, ultra confusing. But yes, this is Randall Pink Floyd. Uh, Chris Penn as Sheriff Dollard. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about him. <laughs> I love his fascinating arc. The weirdest, uh, the one part of the movie where I'm like, come on, film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, 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 um, the only time, the only time. Uh, Kathy I mean, Geist herself, Marceline Hugot, <laughs> is in it. No. Um, and a lot of fun people. Everyone in the town is pretty fun. Um, so the basic storyline is um, Naxima Jackson, played by Wesley Snipes, Vita Bohem, played by um, Patrick Swayze, and Chi Chi Rodriguez, played by John Leguizamo, are all trying to win New York City's Drag Queen of the Year contest. Uh, Naxima and Vita tie and are, frankly, um, wonderful co-winners when they could have been a little upset about a tie. <laughs> yeah, there were... Because, like, the culture, like, of drag and just entertainment in general, if you have a mentor, like, a, in this case, like, a, a drag mother then you know you you share the title with your drag daughter it seemed like a mentorship to me it's a mentorship to chi chi well it seemed like a mentorship between the two of them when uh jackson was Mm -hmm. saying like you know we don't bring her like we don't need we don't need that and uh and um i think his character is like i seem to remember (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so um they they decided they they went a trip to Hollywood to participate in the um, Miss Drag Queen of America pageant. Um, I don't. So they decide they want they are they decide to take Chi Chi along with them. Yes. Uh, which means that they cannot afford a plane ticket for Chi Chi, so they cash in their plane tickets with their fixer friend, um, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Best line ever. Uh, Robin play, play Robin Insomnia Williams. Yeah, Robin looking like he's heading a ska band. Like, yeah. legit looking like the he's yeah. about to do the, he's the lead uh, singer of Skankin' Pickle. Almost a guarantee Robin Williams brought his own um, costume to the set was like, yeah, this is what I'll be wearing today. Yes. <laughs> I the... feel like he did that scene, and then they're like, you know, we should remake the bird cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need more of this. And um, so they take the cash to buy a used yellow 1967 Cadillac DeVille, and they set off on a road trip to Los Angeles, carrying with them a autograph photo of Julie Newmar. Uh, that is signed to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, that Vita took off a restaurant wall. Um, boy, what a title to this movie, too. It, it um, sounds, it very like, much sounds like a Giallo title. Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it said to Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, in the dark, it would be a uh, Giallo movie. <laughs> Your vice is to Wong Fu. Thanks yeah. for everything. <laughs> Julie Newmore and only I have the key. And, uh, starring Donald Pleasance. Yeah, Donald Pleasance is there eating plain pasta. <laughs> Why is he in this Wendy's? Why is he enjoying is, the pasta of Italy? Why does Why does Wendy's have pasta? Why do they have this gigantic salad bar? 
is this where the budget for the film came from? This is a very specific conversation. Very specific. And I really hope you've talked about the film that you're um, referencing before. I think we've like alluded to nothing underneath, but um, <laughs> uh, Patrick, big news to uh, Jen for Christmas, bought me a copy of nothing underneath. On wow, <laughs> that's good. Yes. Good white yes. material right there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, aside Academy Academy recommendation, check out Nothing Underneath, now on Blu-ray from Vinegar Syndrome. Um, and you'll understand that, you know, that run there. Um, so, they are on the road. And yes. while on the road, speaking of the police blundering in the dark, another Giallo That's title. Giallo film. Um, oh. We meet Sheriff Dullard played dollard dollar dollard um, yes played by chris penn the, who, the, uh, the most like uh sh- like sh- three like like underling mafiosa rural police officer in the world he's he looks every like he time i hunting down burt reynolds like he just, <laughs> every time i see him all i can ever think about is at the end of reservoir dogs don't point that gun at my dad and, and i always immediately he think of donald that. trump jr <laughs> that's like, like donald huge... trump jr is nice guy eddie there is like doubt. huge fail set that's like one of the great yeah. things about chris penn is he does emanate like huge fail sun energy which oh 100 percent. i wish mm. they like brought in like i don't know lawrence tyranny or somebody like that to play sheriff dollard's dad like why do you keep failing <laughs> tracking down son. these drag queens <laughs> <laughs> you're a terrible cop <laughs> yeah okay. so um he immediately shows up and let's just check the box of every bad behavior he could possibly just uh sexism (laughs) assault yeah hat on hat on hat of just uh kind of what you'd expect from southern cop in one of these movies (laughs) also like the biggest pushover ever because immediately he gets like lightly tapped and he it's like he's dead well, you think he's also, dead? Like, John Leguizamo's <laughs> character is like, you can't feel a pulse. You can't yeah, no. take that's, a second to that, hold your hand there. That is like, the, just that, a little bit more. That's the only part of the movie where I'm like, ah, this could have been redone a little better. But besides what, that, what I do awesome. love about Vita though is that Vita still has like Patrick Swayze's action hero vibes. Yeah. So like if they if they need to throw down with the fists, they are very ready to go. Oh yeah. <laughs> Vita doesn't fuck around, which is cool. And I guess we could pause there to praise Patrick Swayze. He's tremendous mm-hmm. in the film. Former dancer. And uh, on the poise. One thing I love about all three is that they all have played very macho roles in the past and Mm -hmm. you know after this movie they never look down on their parts the entire time they're doing it they never treat it as like a meta joke or anything like can you believe it i'm the guy from point break and i'm playing a drag queen or something you know or i was in roadhouse now i'm doing this like he never does that once there's no like ironic moment at all it's played very like sincerely and i think that's one of the reasons why the movie works 100 like and it's funny because like yeah you could easily see a version of this movie that's like not in the just it would yeah it would fail so yeah it's like a great yeah great performances and their performance is filled with empathy yeah right and, right and i remember when this movie came out um 
there was kind of like, oh, can you believe these macho guys are doing this? And if you go down the list, Patrick shared it with all of the people who were considered for the role of Vita. It is astonishing. And we'll just run it through it. Robert Downey Jr., William Baldwin, Gary Oldman, Matthew Broderick, James Spader, John Cusack, Mel Gibson, Robert Sean Leonard, Willem Dafoe, John Turturro, Matt Dillon, Rob Lowe, Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise and Robin Williams himself. Johnny all... Depp and, Wall- and um, uh, William Defoe, I think, could have done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think. Um, but I think Rob, I think Rob Lowe could have done it, but I don't think. I think I like Rob Lowe, but I, as an actor, but I don't think he's the. He doesn't have the most depth in the world, but I think he would have at least done it sincerely. The Spader version would be interesting. Kind of, I don't know if it would work, but I kind of want to see <laughs> that. A lot, morbid uh, curiosity. Yeah, I know. It'd be a lot more like, what's what's uh, what's Vita's Down deal? California. Yeah, it was Vita have like ulterior motives at all times. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, There's a lot under the yeah. hood with Vita now. Yeah. It's like, are we going to get shanked by Vita just out of nowhere or something? <laughs> Is this like a long con that Vita, like, will Vita betray? I, I love James Spader. Jen brought up, I mean, the Robert California season of The Office is a fever dream. It truly, it sticks out. And I think the true heads mm. are Robert California fans. I remember texting with Andrew. He was like, is this like the best performance in network sitcoms? I was like, I think it's pretty darn good. <laughs> I, I might have to give it a shot because like, I... I pieced out once you, Michael Scott left. I was like, I don't know if I can. It, that is the smart, like overall choice. But if you want to get into like the, the weird zone, the James Spader season <laughs> is yeah. pretty, pretty wild stuff. Where it's like, is this the office? The office now hasn't moved to Twin Peaks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, so in the world of Tu Wong Fu, somehow, um, Chris Pan is dispatched. They leave him for dead. <laughs> He's left for dead for a good amount of runtime. <laughs> You're wondering like, if they murdered him or not. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I was like, so like, I no, no. I was worried. And uh, but then they so they end up their car breaks down, and they end up in this small town of Snydersville. Um, I could have doubled for Tremors. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it could have been, uh, been Tremors Town. Oh, I, it was like either Tremors or the Nothing But Trouble. Like, I, I was half expecting them to be, be oh, sent to Mr. Bone Stripper. Like, oh, no. <laughs> which would be a dark. It would have been so spectacular if this had turned into Tremors 2 and like Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward had showed up and were like, we got to do battle with the Graboids. Noxima, <laughs> help first, us out. Strawberry <laughs> Festival. Yeah, Noxima, this town is populated by a creature known as a graboid yeah we got some people who are open who are open to becoming open-minded and having a really really kind of freaky fun strawberry festival but downside we got graboids (laughs) they're eating all the strawberries run (laughs) don't touch the strawberries oh it would be terrific i i I mean we'll see a crossover between these two movies yeah you know let's see reba survives trevor's one that's a cool. That'd be fun. It's pretty surprising. Reba McIntyre does not live in Snydersville. You know? Yeah, I, I think I could see her fitting in, fitting right in with the ladies of this town. Oh, know who does live there though is Alice Drummond, who was <laughs> the oldest nun in doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she also though, um, wasn't she? Um, 
if I'm not mistaken, I thought I thought she was Happy Gilmore's grandma. No, maybe I'm wrong. Mm-mm. My Hard bad. Pass. No, you're wrong. Mm. <laughs> I was wrong. I, I I mean I know that our uh, Kathy Geist is in the mix. Yeah. But um, from Thirty Rock. <laughs> from Thirty Rock. Oh, that's too bad. You know, I was watching that. The- Different oh, faces. One she's is the librarian faces. in Ghostbusters who gets scared at the beginning of the movie. Ah. So, like, yeah, a tremendous career. She was in Ace Ventura, the aforementioned Ace Ventura as well. Wow. Yeah. 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 Doubt. Yep. Oh, man. There we go. There we go. Drumming. Our drum. Yeah, our dr- our, dr- our drum. This is why the podcast is two hours. Yeah, this is we're trying to figure out. <laughs> she wasn't happy Gilmore. No, she wasn't happy Gilmore. <laughs> this is why I'm over here watching the baby figuring shit out, and you're like hee 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 in the other room for two hours plus play- four hours <laughs> of movie every week. Because we're trying to figure out who played left field in the fan. Is that John Crook? <laughs> yeah, it's John Crook's back. So you're um, still doing it. <laughs> the movie, though, um, the movie takes off from here. Yeah. Uh, they get to meet all of the, all of the people in the town. We kind of um, our three leads kind of get sanctioned off to different parts of town to make <laughs> to make friends and open minds to different members of the community. Um, it does feel like a video game where, like, they're all com- uh, achieving side quests. Like, you have yeah, to- <laughs> yeah, and then to bring them back together. So they've learned something. The town has learned something. And then, you know, Ebert's right. Like, things kind of go the way you expect yeah, them to go. So but the same thing happens with Disney movies and a ton of fucking people. Yeah, love those. But there's nothing wrong. <laughs> there isn't anything wrong with that. It makes you feel. If this movie ended like, like a shocker conclusion, like James Spader was. Vita and it took a really grim turn. That wouldn't have been well, they, fun. If this it is... was James Spader, they definitely killed Chris Penn. I know James Spader's like <laughs> and they did not care. We're not, not going to have to deal with Sheriff Dollard anymore. Why is yeah. that? They're like digging the, the ditch, and halfway through, they find out Chris Penn's still awake, and they have to hit him with the yeah. devil. Like no. Yeah, it becomes one back. of those. It comes one of those movies Ladies, where they like news. trying to figure out where to bury the body. Ladies, I got news. Yeah. Sheriff Dullard is dead. What's the what's the good? Or no, what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to do Night of the Creeps. Yeah, uh, ladies. Good news here. here. What's the bad news? It's Sheriff Dullard, and he's a tremor. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. Stop doing my catchphrase. You know what? Um, Tom Atkins could play. Uh, Chris Penn's disappointed sheriff father yes. in this movie. Yes. He'd be a good call for that role. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they do it. Um, our villains, everyone in, everyone in town seems to, like, get excited and get on the same page, bringing a little bit of life. They find a store in town that has an upstairs that apparently is, like, wall-to-wall deep sequined costumes this town had all the sequins in town were <laughs> available in this one one upstairs uh, spot um our villains are chris Penn and then arliss howard who plays virgil the abusive husband to stalker channing's carol ann evil St- flaps evil flaps in evil flaps no doubt um yeah. stalker, stalker channing is excellent to the film oh, and she's playing great. playing the character is high drama grounded high drama like, yeah. which is really 
appropriate. It, yeah. It's great. Especially when, like, her husband is, like, like his, like, main beef is, like, this food has too much spice. Insane. Insane that he... all he, he's not wide enough. Yeah, yeah. He, he wants bland food, and he's abusive about it. Insane. <laughs> evil just... Why, <laughs> why did you put mayonnaise in my soup? Like, a, just like a Stephen King horrible goblin villain. Like, oh, oh yeah, Stephen King, small town asshole yeah, of the highest like, order. Like this yeah. guy, he's like he's like the character that would get possessed by Pennywise and like <laughs> knife. Yeah, someone. he's like working with the werewolf in town or something like that. Yeah. Complaining yeah, about how a kid with special powers, he's definitely turned them over to the authorities. Oh, yeah. he, he like because <laughs> they're oh. different. No, like Paul Reiser has come to town and he wants to use the Tremor technology for their own, his own corporation and Arliss Howard's the one making the deal. So they're not trying to stop the Tremors. They're trying to let the Tremors stay. Yeah, in between eating bowls of plain rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like the just plain <laughs> mashed potatoes with no butter or just like <laughs> Arliss, what do you, you want sand for dinner? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Sand and milk. Okay. Sand yeah. and milk. Okay, yeah. Chief. Yeah. Sand <laughs> and steak. Yeah, like McPappy. Because it's American. It's what straight men do. <laughs> <laughs> my insides hurt. Yeah. And so, my insides um, hurt like my feelings in my heart, but we can't talk about it until I die. <laughs> <laughs> I've, nope, been hide- I've been hiding the fact I have diabetes for the last 15 years. I have not even told my doctor. I have no feet. You yeah, don't yeah. need to know. I amputated them myself. <laughs> the whole time. How's he gotten away with it? They don't have sex. Come on. Nobody's, no, they didn't. They nobody's their, touching they, Virgil. He's they, been limp for years. On yeah. account of all his hate. He yeah, lost, he's, lost his he's full with the of hate. He's full of hate. He had spicy food once. Yeah, he had yeah. spicy food once, and it really affected him, and just let him down a dark spicy road. Spicy food killed his family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. My dad, my dad was killed by spicy food in Germany. <laughs> One too much paprika. Oh my god! Oh, no. oh. Okay. But yeah, everything You're works out. You're not even done with the movie plot yet. And we don't. We sometimes we don't make it all the way through. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. We're almost everything there. works out, and so. Vita helps Stalker Channing get away from her terrible, abusive, spice-hating husband. Mm-hmm. Boy, to keep him away from Dune. That's all yes. I'm saying. Yeah, you know. got real white woman energy. I gotta put my nose in everything because it, it, I have. I'm the white savior. It's true. It's true. <laughs> You're right, Jen. Um, Noxima just has fun with Alice Drummond yeah, for the I most like part, and they talk about old movies, which is wonderful yeah she's like a she's like a little i am it turns out she never talked because all she wants to talk about is cinema yep yeah she's like a little rain man of movies yeah like (laughs) human imdb i love it i want i want this nice old imdb lady to live in my house and talk to me about uh i don't know peter laurie or something that'd be great (laughs) peter laurie was an m and then Peter Laurie was in Casablanca, and, the and time- in the man who knew too little. <laughs> See, and I just, I just be sitting there nodding like, hell yeah. Or is it the man who knew too much? I get those two. Man who knew up. too little was with uh, Bill Murray from Thank like you. the late nineties. That's correct. yeah. The man who um, knew too much was remade by the same director Hitchcock, and he made it, and they're both good. Yeah, which is because impressive because it's Hitchcock. Yeah. <laughs> 
And um, Chi Chi uh, Rodriguez, meanwhile, gets involved in a love triangle with uh, Jason Randall, Pink Floyd, London's Bobby Ray, and um, uh, Jennifer Milmore, who I don't know, who plays um, Bobby Lee. Yeah, keep that straight. Um, and then it's, you know, it's Bobby, the Bobbies end up together. Everyone in town, they have this strawberry festival that's very... Um, ornate yeah. to the town of Snydersville, but it seems like a really fun time. Everybody, you know, they're all grooving. Blythe Danner and um, what's the name of the owner of the the diner? Oh, Jimmy uh, Joe. Jimmy Joe, yeah. Jim, Jimmy Joe. He finally asks her to dance after 30 years, which is <laughs> both beautiful and kind of sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, on. that's the saddest part of this film. It's like, oh, y'all could have been in love this whole time. Yeah, and they're both they both seem like very sweet, nice people. Um but you cared what 20 people in your town thought. <laughs> Virgil and Sheriff Dullard are dispatched. Not before Sheriff Dullard shows up in town with a shotgun, just brandishing yeah. it all yeah. over town. Like, which real is real quick stand your ground <laughs> bullshit when I he's know. just like walking down the whole town. Sheriff Dullard 100% voted for Trump, said he was going to vote for Trump again in 2024, but got COVID and is no longer with us. He's a definite anti-vaxxer. Wait, you think he made it to the tw- <laughs> You think he yeah. made it to this century? I, I don't know. You know, those guys, some, some of them get lucky. I don't know. Or no, Sheriff Dullard, like, yeah. And also someone who's clearly, like, in the bar scene, clearly, like, <sighs> closeted and is, like, hiding, like, some deep, like, oh, and yeah. he's just never gonna... <laughs> He's never going to admit it. And it's truly, that is like truly grim. Grim in a way I appreciate it. It's fitting. He's a mess. Chris Penn is kind of a champ for yeah. <laughs> sucking it up and playing the character in general. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I kind of half expected Virgil to like come out of the closet and him and Chris Penn too, get together actually. at the end of the thing. Um, but uh, Naxima, Vita, and Chi Chi leave. Town. That's just a fun sentence. Naxima, yep. Vita, and Chichi. Mm. They leave the town a better place than it once was. They make it to Los Angeles, and the drag queen of the year is announced. And surprise, surprise, Chichi, who is a full fledged, full bloomed, gorgeous, you know, has it all going. Chichi's the winner and is awarded the prize by Julie Newmar, who may or may not have been aware. She was in the movie, but yeah, like a, <laughs> it seems a little seems a little spaced out. But uh, you know, just seems older, dog. <laughs> I was ageist. I was just ageist. Uh, it's a it is a super fun time. All three of the leads are great. It's another kind of um, ensemble piece, kind of wild. Patrick, did you notice Wesley Snipes has top billing? Yes, I didn't notice like, that. Yeah, and even though it kind of feels like it's Swayze's movie, yeah, oh, it's a hundred percent Swayze's movie. Well, it's like it's like Swayze's movie. I feel like weirdly, like Noxima of all three of them, uh, Wesley gets the least to do, unfortunately, which is yeah. yeah. Although he's still like, I think he does a great yeah. He he gets a great job of like crafting a like. I think his character in some ways is like 
I don't, you know, maybe not more fleshed out, but equally fleshed out uh, to Vita. Cause like he has like a unique personality and, mm-hmm. he, you know, and there's like a, um, you know, kind of like, uh, uh, like the, uh, there's like a fear with Noxima that uh, eventually uh, that character overcomes, which I appreciate. Um, an inability, you know, uh, fear of, uh, you know, getting castigated, fear of getting, uh, you know, attacked, uh, yeah. like, yeah. Um, also, like, he, I think Wesley also has some fun lines here and there. I don't know. It's a good I guy. think he's really fun in the movie. I think the three of them have good chemistry Yeah. Yes. together, too. Um, and again, you know, I mean, all of them are, they're giving it their all. And, you know, that's it's, it's very fun. And, you know, Swayze, I mean, you got to miss the, you miss the guy. He's like gone way too soon. You know, it would have been his 70th birthday this year. Wow. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's always so, um, I like, there's a reason he got cast alongside Keanu in one of the greatest buddy movies ever made is that they are both among like the most sincere, <laughs> genuine and like present actors I can think of. Hmm. But yeah, it's a it's a very fun, very sweet movie. Um, I did not remember a thing of it. Had you seen it before, Patrick? I'd never. It's so funny. I'd never seen it before. I thought it was all going to be like based in New York, and it was going to be like a night at on the town in New York with these wonderful women. And then like it's like a road trip, and then it goes from road trip to like we're turning this small town upside down in a fun way. And so for me, so for me, I was like, "Whoa!" Like it just like I was kind of like, uh, even though the movie is like cliche in a lot of ways, I was actually personally because I just in my head for some reason I was like, "Oh, they're just gonna be like going on adventures in New York and doing wacky New York stuff." Like mm-hmm. it was fun, and I think the um, one thing I like too is that uh, there was even empathy for like the townsfolks. Like it could have been really yeah. like <laughs> easy to paint the. And, you know, they do a little bit of that. And that's fair. I think you should do a little bit of it. Uh, but, but even how the street toughs in town, the gang of street toughs, they seem like they're real dangerous at first. Then they get told yeah, what's up. They're going to rape her. Yes, they are. But <laughs> then they but then they like turn into they embrace it all. And they're like going to the strawberry in two festival days, in two days. They're better. They're better people in two days. <laughs> Actually, I will a say- wonderful life transformation. Yeah, the street toughs. That's played by one of them is played by the teacher from Never Been Kissed. Yeah, the guy he's in, he was on Alias, Michael Barton. I love that name. I will say uh, it's fun to be scrolling through TikTok right now and everyone's talking about the movie Encanto, which has John Leguizamo as one of the characters. And mm. it's just Don and I, we chatted about this earlier, where everybody's trying to remember and recall the first time they saw John Leguizamo growing up. And like this is like he definitely had been around for a while but he hadn't had any really big parts prior like prior to this not like really really big yeah, the the only one i can think of is the the terrible super mario brothers movie but like that's like yeah. a terrible movie so like i think that kind of cancels out any goodwill he might have had if anything, was, if anything it was detrimental <laughs> fair and a lot of people were talking about like boz lerman's romeo and juliet oh, which yeah. honestly mm-hmm. like if you see john leguizamo in that one you're just like what the hell smoke show time oh he rules <laughs> no he like let it be clear he rules uh, i like him he, he's good the uh let's let's let it let me be clear benny blanco killed carlito yes in- <laughs> i know that but... um, as well <laughs> but i i like that they said uh and again there wasn't a lot of representation at this time like philadelphia had just came out two years prior 
but there wasn't a lot of representation and things were starting to turn and it was like after the like the the beginning of the end of the age crisis um and they were saying like if you were part of the alphabet family which is lgbtq um then your ch- your first encounter with Liguizamo is probably this film. <laughs> like, I just, uh, I just love that nobody is punching down and everybody's being respectful. And it's the way that, like, you feel when you watch, like, a Ted Lasso or something. You're like, yeah, everything's going to work out. And sure, it's a little predictable, but sometimes it's nice to sit down and enjoy that. Like, yeah. the scale that we have for everything is scary is is it a movie ass movie <laughs> and yeah this would be a movie ass movie <laughs> yeah I think, I think like one thing that helps too is that like it's such it is predictable sure but then i think it's like the way it was crafted it's a professional movie like it right. feels like a real like hollywood production that didn't like it doesn't feel like they spared that many expense you know what i mean like you know it's not like you know it's not like i'm not saying it's like uh you know forrest gump or something or whatever it's not like you know it didn't have the highest grossing budget but i feel like if this movie was made today it'd probably be made on a cheaper budget well they went look- to all the places they're in new york then they went to like they shot the small town scenes in nebraska yeah. i mean they like actually went to these places they went to like, and a, they, like a hotel and like <laughs> yeah and, and, and that and it makes the movie like a far god it's like just I did see somebody on Twitter the other day, one of the big film critics on there, he was mentioned that he saw Rush Hour on an airplane. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this movie, it's like not like it's like cinematic gold or anything like that, but because movies look so shitty and like the dead tech digital like Netflix look, it's like Rush Hour looks like poetry was what he was saying. It's like it's like it's this is gorgeous. Yeah, was this John for Goddard? I don't. Yeah, but you feel it like just like oh, they're in this like when they rise up on the crane shot, the strawberry festival, and they're all dancing. And oh, this looks good. Crane shots. Yeah, crazy. Like a real crane. It's it's like what you always say. Like you hate when people talk about like oh, I just have to make content. It's like nobody was talking about that in the nineties. It's like. I'm going to figure out what I want to make and I'm going to take some time and it's going to be interesting and exciting instead of like, well, I got to put out something today and tomorrow and the next mm-hmm. day. Otherwise I won't have my viewership up. <laughs> they were like, they were like cash in movies. Obviously we watch a lot of like B movies and horror movies and you know, movies where William Smith beats people up and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with those movie-ass no, movies! They're, they're, because they're movie-ass movies, because they're still, like, all satisfying, and, like, everyone in them is, like, it's not, they're, they think it's, like, like, all those young actors and all those horror movies we watch, they all think it's gonna be, like, it's gonna lead to something, so they're trying their best, they're having fun, and it's, like, you watch Shopping Mall, and, like, there's a joy to shopping mall. Yeah, <laughs> no. they're all fucking on the back end. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're all yeah, they're all like smoking a ton of weed. We might not be making all the money, but we're definitely yeah. getting paid other ways. Yeah, there's like a joy to it. There's not like this like careerist branding element yeah. to all yeah. of it. And it's they like, all they all want to do that. They're not like trying to fill some sad void where it's like 
I have to have seven million followers, otherwise, do I exist? Yeah, like, I came to LA because I wanted to act, not I had to be famous. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing feels forced, and as a result, there's like a level of authenticity to this film that uh, is no longer, you know, not always, but it's like this. It's weird, which is weird because, like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a cliched film or whatever, but like, yeah, the heart's there. Like, yeah, yeah. it's sincere. And yeah. that's like all you can ask. That's like almost all you can ask for. That's all I want, it's like, dog. Yeah, it's like just, I yeah. I just want to feel. <laughs> and one thing I also noticed, Patrick, this is our fourth John Leguizamo movie. Really? That we've I think covered. he needs his own bracket. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I told you in the car, though, the other day. I mean, like, call it for the pest right now. If, if he's doing the bracket, if we're doing a Leguizamo uh, bracket, it's I, over. I, I've never seen, I've never, I've only seen the intro to the pest and I've yeah. seen it like a dozen. It was like a recurring joke with my friend. Like, you would be like, what if, we'd be like, hey, I found this cool YouTube video. We pest each other. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, do not this think one... that movie has aged well. I'm oh, sure. Probably Being not. Hunted nope. for $50,000 does not sound. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when the hunter yeah. is Jeffrey Johns. Ugh. Oh, yes. Jones. Oh, yeah, it's Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jones. Jones. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Adds another layer of spookiness to that movie. Yeah. I'm who who we visited with him before in the Academy Academy yeah. and other films, too. Uh, now, this is um this one, The Fan, Carlitos Way Naturally, and uh, Patrick, one of your favorites, Righteous Kill. Ooh, baby. He was on the hunt of a Turk and Rooster. Yep. The Ballad of Turk and Rooster. Oh, Righteous Kill. Mm. But, um, Wesley, great in this film, uh, but can he talk? Can, is it better than our next film? We jump ahead a couple of decades. 2019's Dolomite Is My Name, a Netflix release mm. um, directed, so by, <laughs> directed by Craig Brewer, written by Scott Larry. Alexander and Larry Karaszewski, um, starring Eddie Murphy, Divine, Divine Joy Randolph, Keegan-Michael Key, Mike Epps, Craig Robinson, Titus Burgess, um, cameo from Chris Rock, cameo from uh, Big Bob Odenkirk, Snoop Dogg is in the mix, um, likely Academy Award winner Cody Smith McPhee's in there, um, and of course, Wesley Snipes. Um, <laughs> as this is a Netflix movie, we have no real box office totals to tell you about yeah. on this one. Uh, 97%. Approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. In dramatizing Rudy Ray Moore's Stranger Than Fiction story, Eddie Murphy makes Dolomite Is My Name just as bold, brash, and ultimately hard to resist as its subject. Uh, no doubt. Um, nominated for uh, two Golden Globes, Best Picture, Musical Comedy, and Best Actor, Musical Comedy. Also nominated for uh, Razzie Redeemer. Award at the Razzies, Eddie Murphy. The Redeemer, <laughs> yeah, because he because he'd gotten so many Razzies in the past. Like the, uh, is this paper the sins of Pluto Nash? Is that yeah? The... Is this um, I know someone in that film? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I liked it as a kid. I rented that from Hollywood Video twice. I think nominated for a bunch of awards. Um, I'd say uh, we'll talk about it a bit. There's a few actual Academy Award snubs. I would say mm, in this yes. film, one of them might be actually our man, Wesley Snipes. Um, this of course is the story of Rudy Ray Moore, the um, godfather of hip hop, uh, who when we meet him at the start of the movie is a struggling artist working at a record store who 
develops the character of Dolomite, who becomes a underground sensation with his comedy records. He becomes a tour. He goes on tour, and then he decides to make a Dolomite movie with his friends, and it's kind of all about this ragtag group of wonderful characters getting together on the line. Yeah, getting together to help this just one of the all-time great movie dreamers, you know, get 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 across the finish line. I mean, it's a classic Scott and Larry character up there with you know Ed Wood and Larry Flint and everyone else that they have they have covered in their career of kind of oddball American dreamers. It's, I guess yeah, would be the way to put it. It's a beautiful like it, the it's like this film that acknowledges the structural problems of the times like how there were like people that could not see themselves on screen and yeah and just um having this movie be about this dude kind of like make the the framework for that representation is uh, it's enjoyable to watch. I don't know. It's very like, like the Rudy's such a fun character to root for. And it's, I think it's like, yeah, I'd say it's probably He's my the favorite. Rudy I care about. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it might be like uh, in the top three, Eddie Murphy performances. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. like, it's like a pretty strong, like, you know, cause Beverly Hills cop is pretty incredible, but man, I don't know. He, 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 his like Eddie's like inherent like star power and likability mm-hmm. helps you want to root for Rudy because he's so likable and charming and you're just like I see why all of his friends are like on board with like following him down this crazy like even all the people he meets like the, the brothers who own the record label and <laughs> stuff Bahari like brothers. that yeah. <laughs> you know and the <laughs> and the kids from film school it's like they're almost immediately on board with Rudy and like, yeah, we're, we're in, man. We'll help you. We want to be with you. And I, I don't know. I mean, is there a better feeling than when they're driving up to the premiere at the end of this movie, when they see that crowd and everything like that, it's just so satisfying. It's oh, just yeah. beyond satisfying. Well, but then like they do the double status, like the cherry on top where Rudy's like, you know what? I'm just going to be nice to this audience. That's waiting. That's been waiting since, for hours to see me and it's like yes like it's just i don't know like it didn't that i think like yeah he's like a magnanimous is that how you pronounce that word mag mag magnanimous magnanimous there we go magnanimous Mm -hmm. he's like a magnanimous character i appreciate i love it yeah and say um that while don and i were watching it there were two moments that just reminded me of like how good it feels to have great friends that genuinely care about your goals and your dreams and who find such joy in your success like the moment when um eddie murphy embodies a dolomite character rudy raymore embodies a dolomite character on stage and his friend comes onto the stage and starts accompanying him and you can see the beaming joy of like he's in the zone he's got what he wants he's doing it that's a great feeling and then when you see lady reed at the end and she does that nod. Mm. That reminds me of any time I see my friends crush it on stage. And when people come up to them afterwards and they want to meet them and they're excited. And just that joy you have. Like my friends are living their dreams and I get to see it. And it feels so freaking good. And it's the mark too of a good friend. Because there's so many people, especially here in LA, that 
behind closed doors get pissed off mm. when someone who is is working on their dreams starts succeeding and they they turn it inwardly negatively about themselves and what they want and i think being able to see representation of of friends that genuinely support friends without having any motive of their own besides wanting to see that success as a group i think is just really good to be able to see and there's there's this this pure joy presented when they actually start making the movie about a bunch of people who have no idea what they're doing right. who are not questioning it there's no one comes in like well, we'll get in a moment to one person who does come in yeah, and there questions the guy. process. But <laughs> he's such a weird, like wild man that it's you know it's not like there's some expert comes in and like actually's them. There's like this like very pure, regardless of if you think Dolomite is a good movie or not. There's like a purity of creation that's on display that's so beautiful to watch of them like. When they get the when they steal the power and they get it running and everyone is just like yes cool let's do it you know <laughs> and even and like the yeah like the UCLA kids are like high five and eat like everybody on the set you know it's like we want to everyone just wants to like have fun and like and it's all like this person the cult of personality behind Rudy Gray Moore being this enthusiastic like yeah what's gonna stop us I don't know what I'm doing but the hell with it. Yeah, isn't that, they, isn't that the way it should be? The American dream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like honestly, yeah, you, or the, the. Oh, sorry. If you if you don't know what you're doing, then you don't have fear of questioning if you're doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. So you just get to be purely artistic and enjoy the process. Yeah, and I think from the top down, I mean, from Eddie Murphy to the director Craig Brewer to. You know, Craig Brewer made, um, I know it's, you know, kind of over the years, probably has lost a little bit of luster, but his debut movie was like Hustle and Flow, which oh, yeah. was another kind of like artist coming up from absolutely nothing to try and make something of themselves kind of thing. And I mean, I he Hadley also- singing It's Hard Out Here for a yeah, Pimp. Yeah, Hadley singing the, uh, the hook on Hard <laughs> Out Here for a Pimp. Craig Brewer also directed one of the wildest wide release movies ever made, which was Black Snake Mo. Ooh, um, man. We almost, which we almost watched because we almost did a Samuel Jackson yeah. bracket. And, and, they, and I was like, no, we're, we have to watch Black Snake Mo. <laughs> yeah, and we'll do another time. Maybe the Ricci bracket. Yeah, the Ricci bracket, the Justin Timberlake bracket. Oh, boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no. That. <laughs> I will not sit here in our home and watch hours upon hours of Timberlake movies. No. no. <laughs> the, the ones where they were trying to make him a leading man. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but I mean, even like the people, like the so called experts, like Keegan Michael Key's hilarious. Oh, he yeah. rolls in, in this movie. And like, he he's like, Damn, Dolomite. He, yeah, I know. Yeah, he doesn't get the best play. Of it's like, God damn, Dolomite. <laughs> he's like perfectly, his character is so perfectly pitched because like he's on one hand, like clearly like uh, more knowledgeable about this stuff or like he knows what Rudy is doing is ludicrous, but he's also allows himself to be like dragged into like the fun of everything. Yeah, like, like it, the, yeah. It's, it's like he's on board with like they all are so quick like craig robinson's character is a good musician like he could sing he play but like the second rudy like wants to enlist him for anything he's like yeah man 
let's do it. You know, it's a, it's just so much fun, and it's just so fun to see Rudy succeed. And yeah. it it's just it's just a joy. This movie. So, but one who person, else is in this movie, and who is this podcast person, about though, right now? Who might be a bit of a skeptic, a bit of a stinker. Is, is Turville Martin, who a uh, character actor who uh, successful as noted was in Rosemary's Baby, um, and they who is also played by Wesley Snipes. It's nothing like him. Nothing like him, and God only knows if this is how Durville Martin actually behaved in any sense. Yeah. <laughs> this could be some hardcore Durville slander uh, we're witnessing. These could be just some Wesley Snipes choices. But God bless him for these there, choices. He plays remind, him as uh, a true eccentric. Oh yeah. Oh totally. Because it, it reminds me of like um, Cinderella Man, where like Craig Birko portrays Max Bear as like a fucking psychopath, and the family of Max Bear was like <laughs> he was so despondent after he killed that guy, like it ruined him emotionally for the rest of his life. And you don't show that in the film, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. We have no idea if yeah. Snipes took it creative license here. But it's still it's. It's, I think we're fine, though. I think they they run into him at a strip club. Why not? He, why yeah. not? He immediately puts on these like incredibly arrogant airs, but he's also he has weird his vocal inflections. He's kind of he's a bit of a fancy man. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> a feat, yeah, yeah. He's a feat. Uh, <laughs> he's he does a lot of. Uh, He's very twitchy. They, you know, they played it up that he's on coke all the time too. Uh, he, he's Snipes comes in like a, in he comes in at such a wonderful time in the movie. It's like we need a twist, and we get this tornado of a man. To quote Rudy Ray Moore, another Rudy Ray Moore movie, the Human Tornado. <laughs> Durville Martin comes in. They want him to be um, Willie Green. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's like, I was in Rosemary's Baby. I know Roman Polanski. You know, he puts on all this elevator operator. Like... Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like... <laughs> but you know, and I love the part. And I we were talking about Jedi. We we're talking about we watch it. It's got to be a Scott and Larry thing. He brings up the whole John Cassavetes independent filmmaker because Cassavetes is you know similar to Rudy Ray Moore of like let's get the gang together and let's do it. Like, we're not going to think about anything else other than making exactly what we want to make. What do we like? It just so happens that what John Cassavetes like was more palatable to, frankly, white newspaper critics. Yeah. Um, you know, rather like than Rudy Ray, Moore, Rudy Ray Moore wanted kung fu, nudity, and cool action shit. scene. And it cool was shit. Like, yeah, basically it's cool like shit. watching Corman and finding out what was, what was getting really a lot of hype for like exploitation films and trying to put all of that into one movie. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what they wanted to see and, and, but it's, um, yeah, it's all the kind of the same. It's the same attitude though, as that goes into a Cassavetes movies, what goes in here, but um, they, they asked her, they Rudy and I, Rudy suggests that perhaps Dervil Martin direct the film as well, which casts, which, like uh brings a lot of he's like okay now i'm here now you're speaking my language and he comes on as director and co-star as willie green and um to say he's he's semi his reaction to rudy's kung fu is quite funny (laughs) (laughs) 
lot of comical drinking. Yeah, a lot of comical drinking. A lot. It, it's just the entire and just the making of the movie of the kind of the joy and all the sequences, and even like, I mean, the part the you know kind of maybe the fall down part is the sex scene. The that was kind funny. Of tops the entire thing, and <laughs> Rudy's like legit legitimate fear. And what I read is apparently in this new documentary that's going to come out. Um, it's going to be revealed that Rudy was in real life bisexual or more than likely gay and mm. which is not presented in the film but I think that they kind of alluded to it with his kind of nervousness in going into the sex scene a bit but he they decide to turn it into this comedy sequence where the roof comes down and there's fireworks going off and um, everyone's reaction when it's over the genuine laughter of everyone on the crew and even Wesley Snipes is like, you know what? That was pretty funny. <laughs> like it was like, <laughs> we'll take it. And it's just, it's even him. And then, you know, Wesley's, um, when he, when he when the movie finishes and his goodbye speech and he's not seen the rest of the movie. He's like, be, I'll see you at the rap party. And then he comes, uh, uh, never mind. There will probably not be a rap party. <laughs> he like takes off and you're just like, wow, he just came and went. He was a hurricane and that was it. And Mm -hmm. it is so funny. He's so like committed and wild. And I think it was part of like, you know, going back to Wesley Snipes, like personal life, he'd been off screen. He'd done the jail time. He'd done a lot of straight to video stuff. This is like him in a real movie for the first time in quite a while. And it was so like nice to see. And you just kind of got the volt of the jolt of energy is like oh that's what he brings to the table he's so charismatic and he's so and then seeing him in the sequel to coming to america he like stole the show yeah in that one too i think he's like he's willing to like make bold choices too that i think a lot of actors like i don't know like i think like he's he's, there's a there's i watched um you know what's so funny is i watched like the rory scoville stand-up special recently like the live without fear really good so everyone should give it a watch. It's on the old YouTube, but uh, the old fashioned YouTube. But um, ah, but there's like yeah, my like, grandma talks about YouTube all the time. How it wasn't her day. <laughs> yeah, we had to use a steam crank. We, I learned how to churn butter by watching a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> That's, I like that because that's not even like an old timey version. Like your grandma just had like a fucking Samsung laptop lying around <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the on the farm. There was no other electricity, but she was able to charge that laptop. Yeah, the DSL was terrible. Uh, but but um but uh like one thing you watched in that Rory Scoville special is like his willingness to commit to a bit, like in its entire just total commitment. Like and he'll do it just for like fucking like cameramen or like one person like just full on like like all the way no second guessing and i think wesley snipes like has that sort of energy like he's willing like you you don't get a sense that he's second guessing any of the choices he's making even like the more wild ones and uh it feels that way with this one in the coming to america that it's like i've been through all this in my life i've gone through up these ups and downs that like fuck it I'm just yeah. doing it. Like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I feel like. And, like, luckily, Eddie Murphy's like, I think this is really funny. I'm going to cast you in all these movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are now my guy. Yeah. Um, would you Would you then use a rating uh, based off Rory Scoville of Scoville units? 
Ooh. Ooh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'd say it's uh, the jalapeno. I don't know. <laughs> Keep that away from Virgil. Oh, no, never, never, sir. Never Virgil. I'm sorry. Yeah, keep that away. Those ideas, you don't want those ideas in his head. Here you're a loose oats, sir. Now, now Joe Biden's telling me I have to base everything on spice. What's happened to this country? Uh, as I'm eating Dude, dry cream of wheat. hated Dune. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Paul Atreides shows up in Snydersville and is immediately just beat to death by Virgil. <laughs> the police officer has those like that like that belt, like Baron Harkonnen, the the, the levitating belt. <laughs> yeah, Baron Harkonnen's like, boy, we went to all this trouble to send this army in and all that kind of thing, and we should just sent him to like some hick town. <laughs> <We're> like, yeah, <laughs> get some rednecks. <laughs> Get the, get the supporting players from uh, any Joe Don Baker movie. Yeah. <laughs> All the people that have played the sidekick to Burt Reynolds characters. Yeah. Anyone, yeah. Any, any police officer from a Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah. <laughs> calling all Charles Durning types. Calling yeah, all I know. Ned Beatty's on the phone. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just beefy boys uh. um one other cast member i did want to highlight though who i thought actually should have been nominated for best supporting actress was divine joy randolph who played lady reed who i think is mm-hmm. just terrific in the movie and oh, she crushes it it's it, it, it's just another it's a wonderful kind of bonus character to kind of build up these group of like outsiders or people who were told no or all these kind of things and giving them this this moment to like be stars and be a part of you know feel special and it's just she's so she's so good and like that part like the first song that they sing like the country song thing the suck each other song it's just like just pure joy from the two of them (laughs) (laughs) that's what you want your husband to say the sucking each other song um this this movie's just a blast i think we can all we all agree on that one I like a hundred percent agree. Um, Divine Joy. Ray. Also, she's great in uh, People of Earth. Man, that show is canceled before it's time. Like that should not. Uh, what a fun show! Oh, I never saw that. We don't think Ooh. we ever saw that one. Nope, what? we haven't. The Wyatt Cenac joint. It's very good. But yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, Divine Joy Randolph is great. Keegan Michael Key is great. Every supporting actor is having fun. You know, you get to hear Bob Odenkirk say "Resplendent," which is like the best. I want that to be my ringtone. Is Bob Odenkirk saying "Resplendent"? It's very, I'm very, like... very, very Bob Odenkirk. The entire legit... thing. You bring him in, and he's like, "Yep, he's he's bringing the thunder." We know what we know what he does in this kind of character. <laughs> but like, yeah, unless it's Mister Nobody, then even then, it's like. Yeah. But uh, like, yeah, everything's great. Yeah, super fun movie. It's impossible not to like. It's it's just. It's just an impossible movie to not like. Like yeah. you, you have to have a broken, like you have to have a heart of like stone to <laughs> to hate a, this film. A real jerk. Yeah. You don't like this movie. A real Krampus. And Patrick, did I ever tell you that I met Rudy Raymore? No. What? Yeah. How? <laughs> we had Weren't him. Weren't you like th- uh, in charge of the event? Yeah. Yeah. So we. So. Um, Wait. What? I was doing some like a movie related events for the record store and DVD store I worked at in Seattle. Mm. And we got word that Rudy was coming to town with his new album. This oh. was like 2007. Whoa. And um, so 
we were like, do you want to have Rudy in to do an autograph signing? It's like, yeah, of course we do. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So I went all over Seattle. I posted all of these flyers all over all everywhere. Like Rudy's coming to silver platters. Rudy's coming to silver platters and all these pictures of him. And my, I had my friend Jesse make a amazing mix CD that we were going to like soundtrack Hmm. the entire thing. He comes in with his family. He's got, he's wearing a red leather suit. And he's got a red, like a patent red, like rascal scooter that he's driving in on. Rascal. And we're like, we're playing this music. Like, got the music. They go, here, put this on. It's his new album. He wants to hear that play in the store instead of the mix Jesse made. And so we get a handful of people come in, but for the most part, it was pretty, pretty quiet. So we got a chance to like hang out with him and his family for like two hours and I got a whole bunch of Rudy Ray Moore autograph stuff. I'll take some photos so we wow. can post them on the Twitter feed so we can show everybody some of the stuff. But um, the, and they were super nice and they're thankful we get, let them, you know, kind of get, I bought them like, I went to Costco and bought like snack trays Oh, there we go. for him and stuff like that. And the only real regret is that they invited me to a party he was hosting at some club later on in the night. Oh man. And I didn't go. And in Did retrospect, I was like, that would you should have gone to that party, man. <laughs> that would have been like so you cool. Go to a dolomite party. I know, yeah. Dolomite himself invites you to a party and you don't go. It's like, come on, Don. That was think, stupid. But think, think of all the sweet man, he he died like the next year. Wow. Uh, uh, sad, but like also kind of cool that you got to like that's like a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, it was it was really neat. I still have like yeah, I still have all the DVDs and records, and I have a T-shirt from the that he gave, they gave me from the event. It's pretty yeah, that's cool. Hell but yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish I'd gone to that party. I bet it was awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> no every doubt. earthly pleasure would have been at your disposal. Sir. He he admittedly was like eighty and oh, pretty okay. old, pretty yeah, old, pretty damn old. How, but uh, just I, the I, idea, the idea was cool. How old is uh, uh was he? He's supposed, he's supposed to be in his mid forties, right? That's kind of yeah. Like... He's 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 um, if he was around, he was born in nineteen twenty seven. Wow. Okay, that makes he's, sense. Yeah, yeah. He does. He he's he doesn't seem like he'd be that old, but uh, you know. Yeah. You go. know, and we got a later start, and you know. It doesn't matter. It's beautiful. They had this wonderful run and, you know, and he's a, he remains beloved. And this movie, I think brought him even into more homes as kind of a great American curio (laughs) type guy. Great American hero. He's he's a hero. Rudy is a hero. (laughs) Um, Like I said, it's the Rudy hero. That I root for. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. when you're watching Rudy, you're rooting for. You want Rudy to come onto this? Didn't uh, Rudy he, yeah, the whole time? The it was only Rudy Raymore for me. It's like screw you, Notre Dame. He did make. He did not make the Notre Dame football team, but he did make the movie P.D. Wheatstraw, the Devil's Son-in-Law. Even better. Even yeah, even better. <laughs> the Disco like, Godfather. Come only on. <laughs> Rudy that I acknowledge. Like he was the mayor of New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been so rad if Rudy Ray Moore had run for office. I'm a little surprised he didn't. <laughs> bitch, are you for real? Like, <laughs> yeah, bitch, yeah, that's what he says to his opponent. <laughs> I mean, that's a great slogan. 
<laughs> I would put that on my 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 uh, what, my what white a, picket fence uh, front what yard. A button on the movie too to cut back to the real footage of him. Bitch, are you for real? It's <laughs> uh, so, so good, so funny, and all of his album covers where he's naked with all the women and stuff. It's just like the funniest stuff. It's just insane. Like, God bless him. What a wonderful guy. Um, boy, I don't know where we're going at all with the vote here. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes does not have a serpent. He's like, not been talked about. We gave him a lot of praise there. We'll get to him in a second here. Uh, but first off, I mean, I think we got to give out our um, Woody Harrelsons of our the Harrels. week. Yep. Who, who is the supporting player of the week? And again, a couple stacked casts. Um Jen, I'm going to send it to you first. I mean, it's definitely Scorsese and Leguizamo for me. Uh, Scorsese or Swayze? Oh, I think I said Scorsese. (laughs) (laughs) If Martin Scorsese... You know what? I just read an op-ed that does not exist that Scorsese loves to Wong Fu. <laughs> he loves it more than the Marvel movies, that's for sure. Oh, no, <laughs> Sorry, Groot. Get the like, fuck out of here. Yeah. So, yeah, double, double, a double Scorsese to, um, <laughs> to a Swayze and like was Guys, I'm all over the map right now when it comes to names. <laughs> uh, deserving, though. His partners in crime for a wonderful road trip in which, you know, change some minds, change some hearts. Partners in crime that didn't turn out to be a real crime. <laughs> Turned out to be a real crime. They didn't murder Sheriff Dollard. Not at uh, all. Patrick, what do you got? Oh, man. So, yeah, Swayze and like was I'm over great. So shouts out. Uh, if they're not on the table, then uh, you know what? I am going to do a out of left field choice i'm gonna give it to ron cephas jones as rico the the um unhoused person that enters the building is is kind of like the inspiration for dolomite Uh. i really like that performance a lot he's really good and is like in the two or three uh scenes he has he's like really entertaining and interesting and i like that actor whenever he shows up in a film he's great yeah no it's a terrific actor he's in half nelson yeah, he's, he got game. He's in Glass Jaw too. That's a great. If you want to see a weird uh, boxing movie, Glass Jaw with Billy Crudup <laughs> as a bad guy that only eats with silver, sil- silver, silver uh, forks and spoons. I love, love movies. Silvers. I love movies, man. Some screenwriter somewhere was like, "Yep, that's his quirk. We're doing yeah, it." <laughs> this old Mister Silver, Billy movie Crudup over here. Movie. Yeah, movie as movie. It's like who are we gonna get to do it? Who's who, who's a threatening guy that we can have to do this part? The guy Billy, from Billy Big Crudup. Fish. Yeah, the guy from Big. Yeah. Fish. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Big Fish himself. <laughs> oh, I like I like him. He's oh yeah, great. he rolls. He's fine. Um, I'm gonna give it to Divine Joy Randolph. We oh. were praising her moments oh, yeah. ago, but uh, sure. I think she's just wonderful. I think again, uh, snub by the yeah. academy there because it's a wonder. It's kind of what you're asking for uh, of a su- supporting actor type role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's on the screen more than like Anne Hathaway, but <laughs> 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 she sings too. And she sings too, and her song's at least funny. <laughs> So, boy, now we're down to it, though. The vote, you know, this is the um, 
I, I'm having trouble remembering. What is the what is the bracket here? What is the division? We are in. I have oh, it as my. This is another side of snipes. Yeah, this is another side of snipes. Yeah, this is this is maybe our most uh, our most loosely uh, organized bracket. This is the one where it's like, yeah, this this bracket, and then uh, Blade One and Blade Two are the other. This is yeah, going the against. winner of this will play the winner Which of this plays the winner of Blade One and Two. Another side of snipes. You know, he, he has not had. Um, you know, and this again gets back to something we perhaps talked about earlier. Um, control of their personal narrative in the way that Meryl Streep has had for control of their personal narrative. Uh, Wesley has not had that. As oh, much. yeah. And, or even uh, Pacino. Yeah. Or even Al Pacino. Yeah. Well, it's um, confusing to me because, you know, you have a bracket called for leading men. And I'm like, but he's the title character for the Blade movies. I know. Yeah. Why isn't that the leading man? He's the I know title we probably character. could have put Jungle Fever in one night stand in another side of Snipes and move Blade. It's too late now, folks. Yep, it's we're, too late now. We're connected. We're 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 stuck. We're trapped. This is um this is also uh, law and biblical. Mm-hmm. So um you know keep it at that. The Pope has blessed this bracket. Le- Leviticus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's a book. Numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the Bible. <laughs> Both uh, snipes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't, you know, this is an interesting, interesting one. He's terrific. Both of these movies. He's seen, seen Steeler once again, but only one can move on. Patrick, handed it over to you for the first vote. Man, this is rough. This is a hard one. This is like, it's like out of the gate, we get two of the best uh, Snipes performances. Uh, you know, uh, on one hand, Dolomite is my name. Not in the movie that long, but it's definitely. I like a- how you said that, like, don't wear it out. <laughs> yeah, don't wear it out. You better better enjoy it while it's still there. Blink and you'll miss him. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but Dolomite is my name, but for how long? For how long? You only got a couple minutes, dog. Uh, but, uh, He's like really, he's super entertaining in it, and it's um, it's a testament to his skills as an actor that he's able to kind of create this fully three dimensional character uh, with the limited amount of screen time he has. That's like legitimately fun and entertaining. Um, that being said, that actor, that um, character doesn't get to have like one of the reasons why I voted for William Hayes Hayes is I felt like his character at least kind of did have like an arc of some kind. Like he was like leading towards something, even if it was very basic and small. And also that character is also has like memorable. There's like a bunch of, he has memorable moments. Um, then you have to Wong Fu and to Wong Fu uh, snipes. I think he gets the least to do of the three, but he's still really, really good. And he's in the movie. He's in the entirety of the film. He's like in him, and it's not like the fan where in the fan he's so stoic and like just it just feels like he's like doesn't get to like have fun. In this movie, he gets to really I don't know make wild choices and be entertaining. Um, you know, I'm gonna go with Tu Wong Fu. I think that's Tu Wong Fu. I'm gonna go with Tu Wong Fu. It's I mean, it sucks to see Dolomite go so early, but it's a tough. This is this is how the cookie crumbles, baby. Welcome to Bruce Almighty Town. <laughs> That's, that's Ooh, uh, that could be a uh, t-shirt academy academy t-shirt welcome this is how the cookie crumbles welcome to bruce almighty town <laughs> <laughs> <Welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> buffalo bruce almighty town 
We're Bruce Almighty Town, population one, Bruce. Um, <laughs> He's mighty. You know, it, this is tough because I think, you know, you brought up the fan and I think in terms of Tuong Fu, he totally gets the vibe of Tuong yes. Fu and he's in it and he's enthusiastic and mm. he, 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 the wavelength of the movie, he kind of catches the wave on and he's in it. Um, doesn't, his arc is a little more subtle than Swayze's or like Wasamo's. Mm. He, but he's very good. He's very solid. You know, he, he's completely enthusiastic. He's fun. He's got great chemistry with everyone involved. But for me, I mean, I thought he should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Dolomite is my name. Yeah, that's fair. I think he comes in like a house of fire. We hadn't seen him for a while. It's like all of his charisma, all of his humor, all of his uniqueness is all on display in Dolomite. It might not be a ton of screen time, but he's just, he's an absolute powerhouse. And it's like, just a reminder, like this guy's got it. This guy can do everything. He's just terrific. And so I just have to vote for Dolomite as my name. Mm. So it's on you, Jen. Well, I know for me, Dolomite is my name is one of my personal favorite films. Um, I, when I think about Dolomite, I don't like Dolomite is my name. I don't initially think of Wesley Snipes because his role is uh, relatively small. Like, not in terms of performance by any means, but just, you know, in terms of screen time. Um, it's incredibly enjoyable. You're right. We didn't, we, we haven't seen him in a while. So getting to see him on, on screen again is, you know, incredibly uplifting and exciting. But going up against a role like Noxima Jackson, where you are wearing like butt padding, wigs, <laughs> freaking heels uh long as dresses fringe you're doing choreo sorry choreography uh you're dealing with like racism and sexism you're assaulting somebody by grabbing their dick and leading them with it you know (laughs) you're doing a ton in that film (laughs) it's a lot of movie that's a lot of movie as movie and you are in it to win it (laughs) so like if anything just to see how wonderful it would be if that if tu wong fu won all the brackets (laughs) that would make my freaking year um (laughs) it's already january so like i would definitely go with noxima jackson hands down noxima jackson Two to one, two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Moves on to the second round, defeating a heavy contender. Dolomite is my name. Mm. Is Tu Wong Fu a dark horse Ooh. in this tournament? Mm. Possibly. I think it's a freaking Pegasus. It's going to rise up. Pegasus, it's rising. <laughs> okay. Like, there's nothing dark horse about glitter, glam, and wigs, my friend. Uh, <laughs> like, maybe the great name for the sequel to Tu Wong Fu 2 Pegasus Rising. <laughs> <laughs> the Wong Fu gang has to stop a terrorist on this Navy boat. Noxima, <laughs> red, red wire, green wire. <laughs> I don't know, Chi Chi. Help me. <laughs> Honestly, the exchange between Denzel Washington and John Leguizamo 
where John Leguizamo's given that, no, I don't think so. That's like my, my favorite freaking scenes. Like when they're on the side of the road, I just, ah, just, ah, that movie. I love that movie so much. And Wesley Snipes is bringing it the whole way through. There's, there's just, there's that one or two little moments in there that could have been cut, but it's, it's pretty, it goes pretty fast. It's a good watch. It's a good watch. Mm -hmm. So moving next week, moving on, we'll be uh, diving into what we have new Jack city and sugar Hill next mm. week so completely different films yeah um, i like the variety we've had like each week has been pretty different yeah all entertaining though and i'm so yeah. stoked for next week's uh but before we get there we got to play ourselves a little game mm. and this week's game title comes courtesy of my co-host patrick Remio. Uh-huh. uh side by snipes mm. wesley snipes has been in a lot of movies and a lot of tv shows he's had a lot of co-stars but he has not co-starred with everyone and not- um, we also wait. DeLorean just pulled up. One it's minute. a time machine. He can. T- <laughs> he has. He didn't co-star with people from the past either, necessarily. So, who would you all like to see Wesley Snipes co-star with, past and present, all available that he has not co-starred with? Um, Jen, let's start with you. I was trying to think of like. Um kind of like a training day type situation with Denzel Washington, but he has been with Denzel Washington yes. in Mo Better Blues. So that was on me and apologies. Um, I was thinking of like Pam Greer, I think would be amazing. Uh, something like Jackie Brown would be freaking amazing. Like just, ah, I love it. Uh, I, I also would love like an exploitation film like Charles Bronson, <laughs> like, but like, <laughs> but like when when Wesley is older, like when he's <laughs> yeah. like when he's in his late sixties or something, uh-huh. and then he's partnered up with Charles Bronson, <laughs> and um, Charles Bronson and Robert Mitchum, they're all together. It's a great time. <laughs> And then I think it'd be really fun to see him as like the bad guy in like a movie with Hater or Forte. <laughs> Ooh. Or both. Yeah. He could be the villain in uh, MacGruber season two. Yeah. With relative ease, I think. hundred <laughs> like, percent. And whatever he's in with Pam Grier has uh has Bill Sadler in it. Oh, yeah, Jen's cast. Jen's, Jen's gone above and beyond. She's and cast right, the guys. entire damn movie. I just like oh, exploitation a... films so much in horror. Like, <laughs> just... uh, Patrick, what about you? Oh, man. You know, uh, it would be kind of sick. I don't think Wesley Snipes ever got like a proper, like, um, mid 90s. Like, he had some, like, kind of, like, mid-90s thrillers, like Rising Sun and maybe the U.S. Marshals that didn't, like, do well. But I would love to see, like, maybe he does something with, like, Harrison Ford where he's playing the president. Like, I would love, like, Harrison Ford's, like, either either Wesley Snipes is the new president or Harrison Ford's the president. He's, like, in, and Wesley Snipes is, like, the Bing Rings and Dave character. Like, his, like, number one secret age, like, you know, his, like, the guy who's like the number one security agent that has to protect him from like a mad Gary Busey or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> Gary Busey. Like just like a yeah, just like you know, kind of like or like even like um and then uh 
I would love to see uh, one of those, you know, buddy comedies. You know, they had like Sandler and Wayne's and stuff like that. I'd love to see a Wesley Snipes and John Lovitz. John, I would John love to see. Lovitz. I would love John to see Lovitz. John Lovitz with Wesley Snipes. Like this, they're two so different. I, wanna, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I, Jack, I'm back. <laughs> have them do a weird comedy. Maybe not now, but like a nineties in the nineties acting. Yeah, like like John Lovitz is a down on his luck film critic that has to be like transported. Across. It's like Midnight Run, but for some reason, it's like a film critic that's the guy that needs to be. Uh, <laughs> like the film critic talks shit about like a movie that's backed by the mob, and the mob put a hit out on him. There yeah, we go. Done. Perfect. perfect. There we go. Perfect yeah. movie. They fly he, a plane he, at he, some point. He talks shit about Cleaver. <laughs> it's Christopher Maltzante from Sopranos coming after him. <laughs> it's the people from uh, from what's the movie that William Smith made? Oh, uh, Hollywood it's Man. The Hollywood yeah. Men boys or whatever. The Hollywood the, guy. Yeah, Hollywood yeah. Man. The Hollywood Men are after yeah. them. Hollywood Man. Oh, oh um, my pick is pretty quick. Um, I just think him and Will Ferrell would be really funny together. Yes. I just think, uh, yeah, I think it's a match made in heaven. Maybe that have them have them doing stupid things together. <laughs> and, maybe, that, uh, maybe that maybe Wesley Snipes is the only way McKay and Farrell can you know rekindle their love, rekindle their friendship their and friendship. their love that the world wants to see. It's like our hearts <laughs> just broke. Maybe yeah, maybe it's a meta thing. Where they're all playing Maybe themselves, spies like us. Yeah, it's, yeah, or or it's just a spice like us remake. <laughs> or the more likely that will happen. Um, yeah, I think, that, I think that'd just be super funny together. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I love it. So that was side by snipes, Jen. As always, it was just a pleasure having you on the show. It was awesome. You're you're just. <laughs> I love my wife. What can I say? <laughs> you heard it here first. You, you Perf- said that like you said that like you were in elementary or middle school. And somebody asked you if you had a crush on someone, gonna, and you gonna, like, my wife. I'm gonna pass you a note. Do you want to continue raising this baby together? <laughs> yes, box. No box. Maybe box. <laughs> do, I, what, do I get to keep the house and you go live with your parents? If because then maybe. <laughs> uh, I, you know, middle school notes were not this complicated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, typically we don't have a baby with a with a little helmet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> cute helmet though. Um, is there anything you like to plug on your way out, Jen? Uh, definitely check out Everything is Scary uh, with a uh, fan of the show and, and former uh, guest of the show, Kyle Clark and uh, and Amy Drolet. And that's everywhere, I assume, because I don't control that part. <laughs> but comedy and horror and deviled egg talk. So, mm. yeah. Three great things. Mm-hmm. So thank you again, Jen. Um, boy, I'm already... Um... I've been, I'm over two on my vote, so we'll see how this season's very interesting. Ooh, this might be the first one. Maybe this is the one where Patrick, my choice. Maybe maybe New Jack City comes out in the end. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Rename this podcast. You don't know Snipe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know Wesley Snipes. I'm not a good judge of Wesley Snipes movies, apparently, but thus far, we'll see. But uh, maybe that'll all change next week. New Jack City, Sugar Hill, for. Our wonderful, terrific guest, Jen Saunderson, and my co-host, Patrick. We'll see you all next time. You still have to give me a Valentine's and an anniversary present. This is not it.
That's true. That's true. <laughs> Not at all. The, all of these compliments are meaningless. <laughs> mm, gulp. I love you. You are a very good husband. <laughs> and that was to Patrick. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, there's there's the final Academy Academy swerve. <laughs> this whole time you've been being cucked by Patrick a during a pandemic. Patrick. We can't leave the house. One hundred percent, like the Ringer or somebody will do like a, do- a documentary podcast about the podcast that was a love triangle. <laughs> the, 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 the cuckening. It's going to get way, way more listeners than we got. Bad, bad 